0: hello and welcome to another episode of where's this going before we get into it today i want to please remind you to check out and subscribe to my youtube channel which you can find by searching my name felix levine on youtube there you'll find every single episode in its full video version as well as smaller clips and highlights from those episodes if you don't feel like watching the entire I also want to urge you to follow me on social media at Felix.Levine on Instagram and at Felix Levine on Twitter. And if you want to check out my website, Felix-Levine.com, there you'll find all of the episodes in both video and audio formats, as well as photos from every recording. And if you're a sponsor or a fan that wants to get in touch with me, you have all of my contact information there handy. I also want to give a massive shout out to my sponsor, U.S. Wellness Meats. At U.S. Wellness Meats, they specialize in a variety of special diets and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP-friendly foods. They have grass-fed and pasture-raised meats that are loaded with good nutrition like conjugated linoleic acid, omega-3 amino acids, and a host of vitamins and minerals. They also offer some of the best steaks in the game. New York strips, T-bones, flamingons, ribeyes, all grass-fed and grass-finished on sustainable family farms. Go to uswellnessmeats.com today. And when you use promo code podcast, that's P-O-D-C-A-S-T, you'll receive 15% off your next order. Again, that's podcast P-O-D-C-A-S-T When you use that promo code on uswellnessmeats.com, you will receive 15% off your next order. Go check it out today. I also want to give a big shout out to Odd Socks. Odd Socks. Stand out and be odd. At Odd Socks, they offer some of the best quality socks in the world at very, very affordable prices. They offer socks with all of your favorite athletes, actors, cartoon characters, and even ones with different foods and beverages on them sometimes you're feeling classy, go check out their basics line. They feature premium stylish socks at a very affordable price. Go to oddsocksofficial.com. That's O-D-D-S-O-X official.com today and use promo code WTG20 and you'll receive 20% off your next order. I absolutely love these socks and I highly recommend that you go check them out and place an order today. I also want to give a big shout out to my newest and latest partner in Eat Clean Bro. Eat Clean Bro is a convenient service that is designed to bring chef-prepared meals right to your front door. They address the concerns of potential long-term health problems by removing processed food chemicals and preservatives from your diet and preparing your meals fresh with all natural ingredients. Let me tell you, during this quarantine season, I've been ordering a ton of Eat Clean Bro, and it is so nice when they deliver all these fresh meals right to your door. You put them in your fridge, you heat them up in the microwave, and boom, you're done. They're healthy, they're nutritious, and most importantly, they taste really, really good. Go to eatcleanbro.com and use promo code WTG and you'll receive 15% off of every single order you place. That's a big discount. Again, when you use promo code WTG on eatcleanbro.com, you'll receive 15% off of every order. Go at least give him a try right this second. And my next guest, he really doesn't even need an introduction. He's joining me live from down under. He's the current UFC featherweight champion of the world, please welcome Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. And we're live. I'm here with uh, Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Thank you so much for, for taking the time. First of all, I am, uh, I'm honored to have you on my show. Uh, that's, uh, it means a lot to me. And you are… I've had a bunch of fighters and, and people in the combat world, uh, combat sports world. You are my first champ and you are the current champ. So that is big for me and I'm, and I'm super excited. So thank you so much for taking the time. No worries. I
1: appreciate that. It's, uh, it's unreal. So first champ.
0: First I'm sure champ- you'll get many more. I appreciate that. Um, so as I told you a few seconds ago, is there a, a little tidbit, a little something that the world doesn't know already about about the, the 145 champ Alexander the Great Volkanovsky? Oh
1: uh, yeah, yeah. There's uh, obviously a lot of people know that I, I love my Game of Thrones from my Walkout song. Song, so everyone knows that I love that. But now that that season's finished, and I'm not the you know I wasn't the the wasn't so happy with the the last season. I was pretty disappointed. So uh, that but that you know that chapter's finished. You know, the Game of Thrones chapter's finished. I won the throne. I got the throne. On to the next. So people don't really know that I'm a massive Harry Potter fan. Some people may know, but not many people know. Ah. I love my Harry Potter. So maybe that's my next chapter. Old Harry Potter my theme music. We'll see if I walk out of that.
0: What, do you have a favorite uh, <laughs> Harry Potter character?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, Harry Potter. Yeah. I don't mind Harry Potter. <laughs> I, like a, <laughs> no, I like a few of them, actually. Yeah, you know, I'm man, massive. But when it started, I would have been pretty young. And mate, I, I'm like, I'm not lying if I tell you that I've watched every every episode or every you know every every movie probably eight times at least each. Wow, even every with your, single with one. your kids or alone. Like you know, not with me, mate. That's me. The, kid, the kids aren't even. <laughs> the kids probably grown out of it already now. <laughs> but with with that, it's a actually you know what I say eight times, but I've been saying that for the last two three years. And I know I've watched it another four or five times since then as well. So there you go. Probably over 10 times each episode. I love it, eh? I, I, it brings me back. It takes me back to when I was a kid. You might Maybe be wh- I don't know what it is. I just love it. I feel
0: involved. If you walk out to, walk out to the theme song, you'll probably be the only UFC fighter to ever walk out to the Harry Potter theme song.
1: Mate, I, I was the only guy to walk out to Game of Thrones. because I, I walked out to Game of Thrones. I was. Uh, the, the first... Uh, First Debut, so I had it for the last even before my debut in UFC. I was walking out to Game of Thrones, but uh, you know, I walked out to that, and then a couple other people walked out to it. I remember when, when that happened, it was you had a who was it, maybe I don't know if it was Nogueira, it was a couple of other, other, and at the time, I was only on my way up, and then you had um. You had like some very popular guys. I can't remember who it was that, that played. And everyone's like, oh, Game of first, how cool is that? I'm like, oh, I've already done that. What do you mean? <laughs> but all good. All good. I can let that go. I'll let that go.
0: So talk to me a little bit. Uh, has life as champ been any different than life pre-champ? I mean, I'm sure you probably get a lot more media requests. And, and you know, the, there's pe- more people know you, obviously, naturally. But um, have you do, you, do you notice life being any different at all? Man, it's, it's such a tricky one
1: because like, you're right, there is uh, more media obligations and things like that. But at the same time, whenever I do them things, I'm just, oh, man, you, you know what I mean? I, like, go through it and I'll do it. i do what needs to be done. And then as soon as I I've, I've finish there, i go back to train or I'll go back home, I'm just me again. I completely forget about all, all of it, you know what I mean? I'm here and I'm just, I'm just daddy at home. Or, you know, if I'm at the gym, I'm just another another guy at the gym. You know, I'm not better than no one else. That's how I I am. You know, I like to, I want to stay that way. So mentally for me and, and things like that, I feel the same. But at the same time, you know, you're going to get noticed a little bit more, you know, all things like that. So, you know, obviously, but the thing is I do forget. I literally do forget. So I'll walk the streets, completely forget. Uh, do this UFC thing and I'm getting stopped there, you know, getting stopped and everyone's like, oh, and I'm like, oh yeah, shit. You know, the UFC thing, you know, it's been like, it's weird. Uh, I thought that would have changed once I was champ, but I'm I'm still the same. Like, you know, I've always been like that. And even now while while being the champ, I'm still, I'm still just me. I think that's cool. And uh, I I don't ever want to change. You know, uh, I want to be as big as I can be. I want to be as successful as I can be. And if the stardom goes, you you know, we, we, you know, branch the stardom so much more.
0: I still hope I can be me through the whole process. If I told a 15 year old Alex Volkanovsky he'd be UFC champion, what would he have said to me? He probably would have said, Yeah, I, again, I'm not a cocky type of person,
1: but I've always watched martial arts and I've always told myself that I reckon I could do this, even when I wasn't training. That's uh, something I always talk about. So I've always said that oh, I reckon I could do this. I reckon a lot of people say that. I'm sure there's so many fighters that, or oh, oh, so many. Young kids that say they're going to be UFC champion. I get a lot of people saying on my posts, you know, on posts I do. You'll see people. I'm going to be champion soon. Yeah, you know, and things like that. And I respect people thinking like that. But at the end of the day, there's a there's a lot of people saying that. People, there's a lot of people saying that, and a lot of people not doing it. But for me to go out there and do that, it's pretty cool. But I I honestly reckon that if you told him that, he would probably go, "Yeah, I knew that." Like, you know, not not in a cocky way, but because he's pictured it already. I I think he would. He would. I reckon he would take it in. I reckon he would be like. Oh, yeah, sweet. Let's start, let's start at 15 then, then start at 22 because <laughs> I started training when I was 22. So, uh, you know, maybe, maybe that would have been better because I would have uh, started even younger. Oh, but, uh, you know, I take that back because starting at 22, you know, I played football and it made me who I was or who I am, sorry. And, uh, you know, so I wouldn't change a thing. So I'm, uh, I'm the man you see today because of how everything fo- folded out. So and I don't with- take nothing back.
0: Where does this, I mean, you know, I was just listening last night to to you on Rogan again. Um, and there just seems like this constant theme of uh, self-belief that you have in yourself. I mean, where does that come from? Is it something your parents instilled in you? Is it something you kind of learned as you were growing up? I mean, where does that come from? Yeah, man. It's just something that I've just always done. Whether it's,
1: whether it's me just thinking, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. It's just... I, I know what needs to be done like uh, I know that you know hard work in the gym hard work anywhere like it needs to be done you know what I mean and then even to win I look at it as oh, I'm way better than this guy you know I don't look at it that way I don't look at it oh, I am way better than this guy I can do whatever I want I still look at it as uh, these things uh, I need to train hard get things sorted work out a game plan you know what I mean so there's things that need to be done and I know that I've done everything that that I needed to I know that I've I am the best I can be in that camp, the best I can be. So I am, a, I am very confident only because I know I put in the work that needs to be done. And I've got a team that, that's been telling me, you know, my coaches have been telling me, you know, we need to do this, we need to do that, uh, work this, work that, you know what I mean? And then because I've, I've got that in and I believe in my team, I believe that, we're, you know, that I do really do believe that we're, we're ahead of the game and we've got, we've got a lot of fighters figured out before we, we fight them and you're seeing that. So, you know, again, I would have thought that now, now from being so successful the last few fights, I, I'm so confident in the process that, that I've uh, sort of, you know, that I've been through. So I knew that what needed to be done, again, my team told me what needed to be done. I'm going to do what needs to be done. So that, that's what I do every day. Every day I'm in the gym, I'm looking at that. I'm like, I need to be here. You know, even when I feel a bit tired, all right, it's either pull back and, and have the day off so I can go harder tomorrow, or if you're going to be here doing that session, you capitalize on every minute of it. So I've always been that, that type of person. I do that in my head. You'd, I don't need coaches to tell me that. I've always been uh, very personally driven. That's the right word. And uh, yeah, sometimes it's uh, my coaches that need to pull me back. They need to tell me, hey, have a day off. And sometimes I do that. And then the next day I'm absolutely kicking ass because I'm fresh.
0: <laughs> what, what, uh, other than being uh, you know disciplined and motivated and kind of seeing these things from, from an early point, um, what what was a young Alex Volkanovsky like growing up? I mean, did you, you know, some a lot of fighters uh, that I've talked to, they had maybe a lot of anger built up and then MMA was an outlet. Some just wanted to get in for for good shape. I know you you had a different career before that. So, I mean, growing up though, what were you what were you like as a kid? I mean, you seem now you seem very relaxed and and loving life. Um have you always been like this? Is is this something new?
1: Man, I've always been pretty chill. I've always uh, you know, been you know, I believe even from a young age, I've always been respectful and, you know, respected my elders and, you know, just morals, I've always had morals. Again, like, you know, I've just always, I've never really had anger issues. I'd be lying if I said I did. Don't get me wrong, I've been in, like, you know, fights and that when you were younger, but that's just being young and, you know, I've always been the type that I'll stand my ground, but I've never been angry. I won't go looking for trouble or, or anything like that. I'll try and avoid it. Like I'm not, I don't really like confrontation and things like that. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm not the type, you know, If someone annoys me, I'm not just going to get in their face. I'll just be like, I'll just, I'd rather just leave it, you know, unless they come in my face, in my personal space. And then I'm like, all right, I need to do something. So that's sort of how it was when I was younger. But it's just, you know, I've always been, yeah, again, I've always been pretty chill. So I know a lot of people do have anger issues and that's why they take their anger out in the training and, and things like that. I've just always loved martial arts. I've always been pretty good at what I've done except for soccer, uh, fo- uh, football. I was uh, terrible at that. But uh, I wouldn't say I was terrible. I wasn't that good. But, uh, you know, playing rugby league, wrestling, I've always, you know, things like that have always been very good. If I was uh, arm wrestling someone, I was always the strongest in my class, you know, things like that. So I've always been pretty gifted in that way. And it was always something I believe I was always going to do. I'm just not the, you know, the type of person that, you know, people expect a fighter to be. And uh, there's a lot of fighters that aren't like That you probably talk to a lot of fighters, and that some of them did have anger issues. I bet you talk to a lot of them that are uh, chill and some of the nicest people you ever meet. Mm -hmm. Some of the fighters, some of the fighters I've met are some of the nicest people you ever meet. Most respectful. Again, these are disciplines that you need to know inside the gym. Not only training, it's all about honor, respect, and all these types of things. And some of the nicest people in the world I've ever met was through MMA. So I'm a, I'm glad I am and uh, who I am. And uh, again, I'm glad people that did have anger problems. They tried using it the right way, you know, trying to let that, that steam off and, you know, sort of uh rather than just being angry all the time and hitting people on the streets, at least they can uh, do it in the Octagon or they can at least control that anger a little bit better.
0: Has someone in the in the past maybe ten or nine, ten years since you started going full time MMA, um, have you had to use your your fighting skills outside in the streets? Has anybody picked a fight with you since?
1: No, no. So that that's actually gets I get asked that a fair bit because a lot of people expect uh, because I'm a fighter, people want to test themselves with me. But I don't know, nowadays it's different. I think when uh, maybe 20 years ago, people would try and prove themselves. I think times were different. Now, I think, you know, you will find a lot of people they will gladly say, man, I'll get my ass kicked. They ain't even bothering. You know, they, they, they'll be comfortable saying that. 20 years ago, I don't think people would. If that makes sense, do you get me? Yeah. Like a, I think the times were different. Actually, Bisping just put up a... Uh, a video I don't know if you've seen it just put up a video today it was like the first ever recorded street fight I haven't seen it no yeah well he put it up it's like black and white uh, footage and then people walking around and there's like a, you even see a kid like walking out and sort of annoys some older person older person looks around he looks around like being staunch to each other next minute they turn to the right and there's these guys throwing them and you know just sitting there and then even in the comments people are going uh, you know it's just everyone had a little bit of heart in them back then and, and like that's sort of what the comments were, were talking about so it's funny that we're, we're talking about that right now I just think times are different where people now they would they would know that even though I'm half their size then they look at me and be like that will probably kick my ass I ain't gonna take that on so I haven't really had that problem but again 20 years ago maybe maybe people would have tried to test themselves but I I I haven't seen it anyway. I guess I don't go out as much anymore, so maybe
0: that's why. I don't know. What do you think, mate? What do you what are your what is what's your take on that? I, I don't know. I mean, it's tough cuz I guess from from a build perspective, I mean, you're 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 shorter but you're built, you know? So if somebody doesn't know you and they walk on the street, I mean, if they have good judgment, they're not going to fuck with you. If they have bad judgment or they're they're a little drunk or something like that and they try to pick a fight with you, I mean, either they, they're in for a long, long, long night. I mean, Obviously, like I've talked to to some fighters who who uh, you know they use more of their MMA background as like just defense in case someone attacks them, or it gives them like a sense of confidence when they walk in the street. But of course, you know, like uh, I had Lyman Good on recently. Like you you see Lyman Good in the street, you know, you, you know you know a little bit better than to fuck with that guy. Or even some <laughs> of the smaller guys, you know they they just like there's a there's a confidence and an aura to them. I feel like you know, mm-hmm. yeah, cauliflower. Is give it away. <laughs> it does <laughs> give it away. Well, only, only like, MMA fans know that. Well, yeah, it's
1: well, even, or oh, MMA is getting so big now. UFC is so big. So I was in Thailand, and obviously Muay Thai is so big in Thailand, but I went to Pippi Island, and they have a pub there where anyone can fight. Like, you can go on this pub, and they just get drunk guys in the crowd to go and fight in the ring. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty big deal. Like, everyone goes there and has, you know, like, drunk people go in there. And so the the tires go around looking for people to, to throw in there, and they're looking. They come up. I remember last time they come up to me and like, "Oh, you want to go in?" They like sort of look at my ear, and be like, "Oh no," you're like, "Yeah, you're not going in with some of these guys. That's not fair." So again, like, it's uh, it's growing so much, so so people know. So maybe they walk. They look at look at my. Oh, do I don't have much scars, but they look at a couple of scars and cauliflower ears and be like, "All oh, right, this is a rough fella."
0: I, I don't know, but, uh,
1: I, I, I go, didn't. he's actually going to go. Some people are scared of confrontation. We need to remember that even though they think they're hard, as soon as they're involved in confrontation, you know, they backpedal, you know, some people just don't really understand until they're, they're right there or they, they literally aren't scared of nothing. And then you find out they can't fight for shit, yeah. <laughs> but where do you get that confidence from? It's, it's crazy, but that's, you know, it's just weird. Some people, what goes in their head, you never know.
0: Now I have a question. How did your, uh, your rugby career kind of help you prepare for an MMA if it did at all. I mean, is there something that you learned or the maybe like the physicality, the some of the the skills uh I mean, what how did that set you up because clearly, I mean, for someone to come in at 22, that's generally pretty late. And then it's not just that. I mean, that's that's only 9 years ago and here you are, it's champion today. So like that's uh you know, you had to have had some kind of something in you. I mean, I know you have the wrestling background, but um other than that, I mean, did, how did rugby help you?
1: Mental, mentally mm-hmm. and still physically. So when I talk about physically, not skills, I wouldn't say I got some skills or maybe different set of skills you could say, but I was, uh, I was meant to be one of the big guys here, yeah? but I'm five foot six if I'm lucky. So these guys are literally twice the size <laughs> of me. And I've always, and I, I look at them as that's just, that's my competition. I don't look at them as bigger or nothing. So, I've always mentally been like, I can take these big guys on. It's nothing. That's what I'm used to. Yes, yeah? so I'm used to running straight at these brick walls, you could say. I'm used to doing that. I'm used to, you know, getting, you know, it's weird. It's just so mentally, I've all, I look at these featherweights. And they look, they look half my size, even though they're all bigger than me, all of them. I'm like, the, I'm a small featherweight. we will talk about that before that. I could probably do bantamweight weight if I really wanted to. So, I'm not big, but I look at these guys and even feel them. And I'm like, oh, I'm so much stronger than these guys. I'm so much bigger than them. And uh, that's not me being, being cocky, it's just I guess it's from back in the days when I was playing rugby league, you know what I mean? And just things like that. And then, and then you have that contact, you know, that physicality contact, you know, bashing each other, hardening your body, conditioning your body, you know what I mean? It's just, again, like if you watch me, a five-foot-six guy, and I would literally run as fast as I can into two or three mountains of men and then you told me, like, you know, you do that for 10 years or something, so it's going to make you hard. It's going to make you pretty hard. It's going to make you used to beating up your body. It's good. You're going to condition your body, you know what I mean? And then mentally it's going to help you. And I believe that that has definitely mentally helped me. I've always been pretty athletic and, and things like that. Even for a, a bigger, again, I was pretty chubby in that, but I was always still pretty athletic. You know, these little legs could move. So uh, it's just something that over time from day one, no matter who's in front of me, I was always going to take it on. So I still, I do that in the gym now, like whoever, whoever's in front of me, whoever's on top of me, whoever, whatever, I'm going to find a way to, to either get on top of win or if they are on top of me and I can't win, I'm going to try and get up or I'm going to make them work to hold me down. You know, I'm always, I don't give up. I'm not, I don't have that in me. And I think it's because of my whole life of just always pushing myself and not accepting defeat. But you will be defeated sometimes. But I won't accept it. I'll try until that bill goes. You know what I mean? It helps. It does help a lot.
0: You've also, I mean, you haven't been defeated in, a, I think it's around, I was looking at it, around seven years. I mean, you're eight and on the UFC. You're on a 17 fight win streak. Do you, you know, I mean, some people, when they get to that kind of level and haven't lost in that long, they almost feel invincible. I mean, how do you kind of keep yourself in check and and realize, look, I, I'm, I'm champ now. I'm on a 17 fight win streak. Eight and on the UFC. Haven't lost in seven years. I mean, you know, how do you kind of mentally just stay, stay focused?
1: Man, it's, I'm always expecting the best out of my opponents or, you know, I wouldn't say the worst out of me, but I'm expecting the worst. Come fight time, I'm expecting that I'm gonna, I might get tired. I'm expecting that, you know, things might not go my way. So I am preparing for everything. There's a good chance it's not going to go down that road, but I'm prepared for it. i prepared for, you know, Max Holloway, a striker. We all knew that he was going to want to strike with me. But I was, pre- I was still prepared. If he, for some reason, wanted to grapple, I guarantee I could have went five, 25 minutes of solid grappling, scrambling. I was prepared for everything. I'll always put myself in a position when I'm always prepared. I always prepare myself for the worst. I prepare myself for, for anything. And even in the gym, uh, you know, to keep myself fit, even though, you know, if I'm just sparring one person, we do, ex- we do sessions where, like, the whole purpose of a session is to, you know, do you mind me swearing? Swear as much as you want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's to fuck you up. Literally. It's to it's so you cannot move. Like you, you are gonna there's gonna be five guys on you. We call it the spider. I don't know if you've seen uh one I of our workouts. I saw the video yesterday yeah.
0: when you when you're going on through to all the different well, guys. There you go.
1: Well that was the last one minute of 25 oh, minutes worth right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. So so I've already all them people you're seeing, they're all pretty much attacking us, minute, minute, you know, whether it's me picking them up, slamming them then they wrestle and then i have to literally wrestle them on the cage you know so you're you're putting yourself to breaking point and you still got to go so i am getting defeated while that's happening like you know what i mean you cannot win the whole time it's impossible yeah but i mean you are going to go to breaking point you are going to lose you know if you're winning the whole the whole time you know that means your teammates aren't stepping it up so they're not trying to they're not trying to smash you in you know but but again they want to they want to take you to breaking point. So that's the whole purpose. So, you know, and as you get fitter, they go harder. They're fresh. You know what I mean? So no matter how fit you are, I don't care who you are, I'm, I believe I'm one of the fittest UFC fighters there is today and I am going to get to breaking point. And that's the whole purpose of it. They're, 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 you're going to get adrenaline rush going. You're going to be on your back. You need to get up. I don't care how tired. your lactic. Your legs don't. You literally can't move, but you somehow do. You get yourself in the mind, you know, you, you build it in your brain or build it in your head that I don't care how tired I am, I'm at least going to get up, I'm at least going to try. It won't be as effective as I, as if I was fresh, but I'm mentally always, you know, if I do get to that 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 point in a fight where I'm like really struggling, I know I'll keep going. I ain't going to turn back and, and, and cower, which some people you do see, so I don't care, that's what I mean by, so I went uh, off tangent, I went real deep with that. But, uh, you know, that's, that's why I believe, I don't care who, a lot of, a lot of people say, "You know, now that you're the champ and you've got to defend your belt, you know, is there still motivation? And I'm, Every day, we're preparing ourselves for the hardest match possible. I don't care who's in front of me, I don't care if I know I'm going to
0: win in one round, I'll prepare for five rounds of war. Is there anything you like to do to prepare other than this side? Um, I mean, I know some people prepare from a from a mental perspective with like hypnosis, sports psychologist um, i was I was talking to who was I talking to Sean O'Malley the other day who was telling me he, he has journals that he writes down whenever he has perhaps any kind of thoughts that he has just to get him out um do you do you do any of that? Or are you just anything special I, I don't I'll be
1: uh, I don't whether I I've got my own ways of sort of doing that. Like in, a, in the gym, like, again, you are going to, there's going to be doubts in your head. There's a, there's so much things that goes through everyone's head, you know what I mean? But some people cope with them a little bit different. And uh, so I believe in all that stuff. But uh, I think I've just, I've got to myself to a position where, through doing it my whole life and, you know what I mean, I've got myself to a position if something's uh, going wrong, I'm going to find a way to fix it, you know what I mean? Uh, and it's been working for me. I'm not saying it's going to work for everyone. You know, I believe uh, we've psychiat- is it like sports psychiatrists? And I believe that that stuff can be very effective. For me, I haven't needed uh, to use that. I believe uh, I'm, I'm on top of it at the moment. Again, just from not accepting defeat in life itself. So, no matter what it is, whether it is in the gym or the, you know, there's times where things, life's going to get hard. You have to, you know, as easy, you know, it's easier said than done, but trying to stay positive and trying to look at the positive things in such negative times, like right now, you know, it's it's bad. But, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? Am I just going to sit on the couch and be like, oh, you know, I can't be in the gym? Oh, well, you know, you can do, I'll do other sessions. I'll work So I'm, I'm still getting two, three sessions a day. I'll do pod, more podcasts. I'll be more active on my social media. I'll build my brand. You know, there's, there's things that I can do that will benefit me in a couple of months, and again, you know, I'm probably in a better position than some, so I don't mean this in a. I don't mean everyone should be doing this. Uh, I guess, uh you know, I'm in a position where I can, so I will. And if I didn't, if there wasn't really things that I could work on, I'll find something. I'll find something that will work, and I've just always done that. Uh, whether it's just, you know, my parents building that into me, or you know, or seeing seeing them do it, or what it or don't know what it is, but it's just always been in me, um, and I've just been able to control. Control it myself, so I haven't really needed someone to help me with that. But I mean, I'm all, I'm all, for, all all for that. I still reckon even now they could teach me things, and I, I'm a quick learner. They could teach me things, show me things, and I could use that in so many ways. So I think it is something that I should still look into because I could probably benefit a lot from that.
0: Now, speaking of your parents, did they always uh, did they support you when you when you told them you wanted to be a mixed martial artist? Or did they tell you were crazy? Oh
1: uh, uh, yeah, I guess that like they'll be funny with it. They didn't watch my first few fights and even when I played rugby league, you know, they they were, yeah, they were, my dad's Macedonian, my mum's Greek. So they've, uh, you know, I guess the Australia rugby league was there and fighting wasn't big back then. So that, you know, that was very new to them. Uh, I was playing soccer again. Like I said, I wasn't that good at it. So, uh, you know, once I wanted the contact sport, you know, they're looking at me like, Oh, I'm the, I'm the baby in my family. So they're just like, Oh, you know, what are you doing? It's crazy. But they, you know they're all right they just let it be they just won't watch because they're scared to watch and then they eventually started watching me play rugby league then fighting happened they didn't watch my first few fights seen I was winning seeing things were going good then they you know then they started watching and now they love it absolutely love it they're they if I'm overseas you know they're here at where at a function room like wherever we hold it uh, we get big crowds uh, all over the illawarra where we live uh, they're always there watching it you know what I mean? And, they love it. My mum's uh, knows more stats than me now in the UFC. You know what I mean? So it's it's crazy. They've uh, they've they've jumped on board. They always eventually jump on board.
0: And speaking of your time in the UFC, I mean, and we were just talking a little a, little, a few minutes ago about um, you know sometimes having doubts here and there, even though for the most part it's it's confident thoughts. Is there a time maybe? I think it's always nice to to hear. Uh, I think it's refreshing, especially when you hear a, a champion talk about having doubts as well. Um, do you, is there a time in the UFC that you could remember maybe? Um, that could be the equivalent of like a rock bottom, even if it wasn't a rock bottom, but maybe a time where you had a legitimate doubt. Um, maybe it was a point in a fight. Maybe it was in your last fight against Holloway. I mean, was there a, a time where you were like, you were b- back against the wall. You weren't sure if you were going to pull it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's been a couple for, throughout my career. But uh, every, every camp, like uh, I say that, uh, you know, I've got the positive thoughts, but that's not always going through my head. There is always doubts in your head. You'll be about to walk out, and then there's still something in your brain telling you, like, oh, what if this happened? What's it, that? You know what I mean? You're constantly beating them, But, I mean, it's like, right, do I let that roll on and be like, oh, no? Why am I thinking like this You know, and start freaking out? No, I'm not going to let it get to me. So I'm like, I, you know, I won't accept that. Like, I'll hear it, and then, like, you know, I'll be thinking that. Then literally two seconds later, I'm thinking, nah, you're going to smash this. You're ready. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. You, the roller coaster of emotions every day, you know, especially in camp, like I have times during my camp, and you know, you have a bad session, or like you start the like oh man, can I win this fight? You know, literally that that will go in your head. Like you will think like that. There wouldn't be a fighter alive that that won't cross their mind. No matter who you are, that even though I'm so confident I'm going to win, there are still times where your brain's battling you. You know, you've got these mental thoughts battling you. But I mean, if I have to say in my career before I was in the UFC, getting to the UFC, that dragged on and that was really hard. But while I was in the UFC, uh, again, you'd think, oh, yeah, I'm in the you know, pinnacle of the sport, you know, I'm shooting through these ranks and I, I was really struggling with back issues. So uh, when I say that, like I mean, it was really mentally getting to me and I thought that I was getting, oh, specialist uh, neurosurgeons telling me that never to fight again, never to train, you know, you've got to give this up. Whether that was just the, their professional opinion to cover their ass, I don't know. But, you know, I had, to, I had advice, like, these are these are, you know, physios and that telling me this and it was hard and I would constantly be training then bang, get a flare up, my hip would go right to the side, couldn't walk for a whole week, you know, and just this was happening like for 14 weeks straight in between fights. Like I was fighting uh, before Darren Elkins. I only done like a six-week camp. Wow. I only done a six-week The fight before that, I only done a six-week camp. I was battling back injuries the whole time. So it was, uh, it was really, really mentally getting to me. I was thinking, man, I was literally thinking I'm not going to be able to walk soon. And I was thinking, should I give this sport up? Like that's what was in my head. Not that I think that was just more my knowledge of the situation and what I thought, and men- mentally getting to me, right? Mm. So it was, it was hard. It, it, it was hard. I was uh, really worried, but I got lucky where I had uh, a manager look out, uh, what like try and find me something that would help because it was really starting to affect us. Like there was fights that I could have could have had. Um, there was one time where I, I, if there was an injury, I think it was a bit. And this was a big fight. I could have got a – this was earlier in my career. I could have got a, uh, you know, a, a, what's it called, a, a, a pay rise. And, again, in my head I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm, this is my two weeks. I only had two weeks to prepare for that fight. So I had to be like, all right, like that fight can't happen. And, you know, these, so it started affecting my career. Mm-hmm. You know, I was really hurt by that because I was like I could have got a pay rise and start a new contract. Um, that would have been a massive fight at the time, you know. You know, he was really hyped. At the, you know what I mean? Just, yeah. and it really started getting to me mentally. And I was, uh, what do I do? But then I end up getting this new crew uh, that I'm with today, uh, Baymed. They, they've been helping me through. They do it all. They deal with a lot of athletes and make the knowledge and literally the mental side of things straight away. When I first got in, I walked. I went in, you know, with how my, my thoughts were, and then I walked out. Completely changed the way I have to think. Well, I believe what he was saying. All right, fine. I'm going to go with it. You know, I'm pretty good like that. So I'll see how it goes. All right, let's do it. So I felt good. Like, if he's right, this is this is it. And he was right. You know what I mean? And My, my body's never moved better. Uh, yeah, my strength program's just perfect for, for me. Uh, you know, we're actually going to be going, uh, putting it online so people can actually do uh, my, my program, my specific program f- uh, for me. People can actually do that with me. So that's going to be online. So stay tuned for that. But that just was absolute game changer for me. Absolute game changer. And that was uh, just before the Chad Mendes fight I went and seen these guys. It was my first 12-week camp. It was the first time I got to, you know, the, they tell me about a fight. Usually I tell you whether it's, you know, 10 weeks or 12 weeks before and then being able to prepare straight away yeah. or not even stop. Like, you know, again, my, I was not back injuries, but then I seen them and then, I literally got the information. My body was already moving right. I got a 12-week camp. Wait, so and what is I've this? Is this
0: 12- like a, a magic touch? I mean, what are you, got, what are you doing <laughs> that, you're now, that you're now feeling this, this? I mean, you don't have any pain anymore.
1: It's, it's just getting that, oh, you're going mean, to get pain. But I mean, even, yeah, yeah, that's what, the thing is, it was how I thought. I thought when I had a bit of pain, I'd freak out. I'd lock my core, you know, thinking, oh, something's wrong. But I mean, you are going to have... You're gonna be uncomfortable, but I mean, it's about moving your body right. So they got me moving my body and using the right muscles. Like even when I had to do deadlifts and stuff, I'll do a deadlift and because I was so worried about my back, my posture was completely wrong. Thinking I was protecting my back, but I was making things worse. I was using, I was trying to keep the, you know, for my posture. I was thinking, oh, this we better. I was using back muscles, Um, you know, just I was doing all the wrong things. Like you know, it was even just me to pick up a pencil off the floor. I would like literally hold my breath, lock my core, just because I thought if I'd bend over, my back's going to go. This mm. is my mental state that I was in. So that just shows you where my head was at. It doesn't mean that like that's what was wrong. It doesn't mean like, oh, man, he was picking up pets, his back went. It was because of the whole way I went about it was wrong. The whole way I went about it, I was doing things wrong. I'd, you know, my back would go, I'd All right, let's not do nothing for two weeks, then try and get back into it. It would happen again. Mm. When now these guys, you get a flare-up, all right, we can't stop. Like it doesn't mean go wrestle. It means all right, we need to do these things. That, you know, we need to keep your body in a neutral position, but we want to be flexing at the hips. We need to stay. We don't want your body. You know, I would honestly, my brain would tell my back, oh, oh something's happened. It would lock up, and then I was like, well, we're now, now we're like sort of." I, this is one thing. Uh, so, because I'm, I'm going off rant at the moment, but this is one thing that when the first day I went in there, he goes, he could see, like he was get. I lay on the lay on the couch, and I'll go there. You could hear me, like. Holding my breath, trying to lock my core just to do these little things. He goes, Look, if you need to pick up a pencil, pick up the fucking pencil. You don't need to, you don't need a game plan, a way to go down there. Go down and fucking pick up the pencil. Cause I was constantly trying to keep myself in this perfect back position, locking my back up, locking my core up. You know what I mean? I was doing that 24 7. So my, my body was fatiguing itself. So when I would need to work, my body wasn't ready for it, wasn't, you know, I put myself in a position I wasn't comfortable with because I've just exhausted it for the last 24 hours. So it's a, if that makes sense, that's sort of where we're at now. Absolute game changer. I get a flare up, oh, well, all right, I, I won't do that session. I'll do, I'll do these movements, keep my mobility going, keep moving, relax, try and get the breathing right, you know, all that type of thing, The type of stuff, and You'll be, you'll be okay. You'll be back into it. And then literally the next day I'm back wrestling again where I used to have two weeks off and then slowly try and get it and then it'll happen again. Have two weeks off, try and get it to happen again. I was doing this for 14 weeks straight in between camp, still next to nothing till about six weeks out and then fighting undefeated prospects like Jeremy Kennedy, uh, Darren Elkins. You know what I mean? Like, wow. all, like my first four fights in the UFC or like a, yeah, it was, that's how it was, it's, it's crazy.
0: So Mendez, Mendez was your first full 12 week camp. And then Mendez, was my third. Mendez, Aldo, and then Holloway, you had good camps, 12 weeks of, of healthy. Yep,
1: yep. So I had flare ups, I would have had flare ups because when I'm here in uh, Australia, I've got my team that I do my strength and conditioning, they do my physio and uh, you know, they, they loosen me up four sessions. And every, every time I'm here, my body moves really good. Whenever I go away, like a lot of times I do my camps in uh, New Zealand. I start neglecting uh, my stretcher or my mobility work and things I should be doing, so I end up getting a little bit of a a flare up. And, but now it doesn't matter. Now I'm like, okay, all right. I'll just I'll, I'll t- I won't finish this session. I'll do this instead. I'll do this this afternoon. Uh, you know what I mean? I, I just relax tomorrow morning. Do my mo- I literally wake up thinking, oh man, like it's locked up. As soon as I do the mobility, get moving, moving right, and then boom, I'm like, oh, I feel. I feel sweet. Oh, right, cool, let's get into it, wrestling again. You know what I mean? It wasn't like that back before. But now I'm, I'm, I'm doing big Campton, and, and you're seeing it. Obviously, you'll watch my last three performances and, and you can see. You know what I mean? So it's, it's cool, man. It's, a, it's a very exciting for me. And I'm still, still new to this sport. As you said, nine, ten years I've been in this sport. Uh, and, you know, the game's changing. You know, every month there's, there's new, new, new knowledge out there. So we're just going to keep on getting better. And they were there, you know what I mean? It's just that's, it's cool.
0: It's cool. how How, how uh, close do you feel like you are? do you feel like you're in your prime? Do you feel like it's not there yet? I mean, how how do you feel like uh, how do you gauge that?
1: Man, that's a I've been asked that question a couple of times uh, in the last in the last couple of weeks, and that's a such a cool, cool thing. Uh, this excites me. This is uh, motivating for me. where? Okay am I at am, am I at 100 or am I close to 100 my the best version of myself 100% um, it'll never there's there's no rule 100 that is going to keep moving so when i think i'm close knowledge uh, you know more knowledge and, you know more things that work or you know strategies whatever it is the knowledge is going to you know it's going to branch out it's going to get bigger so the 100 is back over here now i want to catch up then it's just going to keep going. And I just want to keep going with it. So there's until my body starts giving up, I'm going to get better and better and better. Or, you know, you know, I will find out better ways to do it. I'll find a ways to get myself better every time until my body slows me down and stops me. The knowledge is going to keep going. You know what I mean? You, you, that's what I love it. Mixed martial arts, there's so much knowledge out there already.
0: But, but, you know, and the thing is, there's just going to be more and more coming. Now, we were, we were talking uh, a little bit before. Um, you know, floating the idea of bantam weight, which is crazy when you think of uh, you know, I mean, you talk about it before on on Rogan, that you were once at, at 214, um, now you're now you fight at 145. Is it realistic to to do you think about it? Do you talk about it with your team about making that move one day to 135 and, and trying to gain champ champ status?
1: Uh, we don't we don't talk about it realistically. Uh to be honest, we don't talk about going down. If I was gonna do a double champ thing, you know, it'd, it'd probably be up. You know, again, I okay. could get myself to bantam. I could if I wanted, and uh, it just depends if uh, you know, if Triple C keeps uh, keeps acting I'm the way he does. Up. Maybe, maybe I will. Maybe I will be like, oh, you know what? All right, I'll diet for an extra few weeks and get out of bantam, shut him up. You know what I mean? Maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, you, you never know. But you know, again, you're seeing so many people. That uh, used to be in lighter divisions and how unhealthy they were, even performances. Mm-hmm. And then they move up and they look the best they've ever had. They felt the best, you know, a lot more happy at that weight. Do I want to do that to myself? Maybe to shut the uh, Triple C up, maybe. But <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's a, I, I believe I'm strong. I mean, I've, again, I, as we were talking about before, I've, I've trained with a lot of uh, heavier guys or played football with a lot of bigger guys. I could definitely hold my own in many weight classes. So uh, I believe I don't need to put my body through that much uh, pressure, and you know, and that much, you know, I don't think I need to do that to myself. If anything, I'll
0: go up. Now, how do you feel like you would match up at one fifty five if Khabib were still still king at at one fifty five?
1: Man, like, see, it's a. I honestly think I'm a because I believe I'm a bad match for everyone because I can see a way to win. I can see faults in their games, and I can see where I can win. And the thing is, I believe I'm so well-rounded, and you have seen that in, in a lot of my fights. I'm a completely different fighter almost every time. It depends what job needs to be done, and I'll get it done. So I'm the type of person that could do what needs to be done. And then I believe I'm so, well, so well-rounded that, you know, and I'm strong enough. I know my takedown defense is going to be good. You know, will he take me down? There's a good chance I'm getting – it's very hard to hold me down. I don't care who you are. You know, I've got these little midget legs, these little <laughs> tiny legs, and they're – they're to you know. It's very easy to get back to my feet, and then you, you know, then you know. I mean, I, I believe I can be, definitely be a problem. I've got a lot of respect for Khabib. He's a great fighter, I've, and another reason why I think I could do well against him, and I'm pretty confident I'll definitely give him a hard fight, and I believe it's winnable, is because there's a lot of things that I do from watching him and myself that on the ground and that's worked so well for me. So I know what he does. I know why it's so effective. Uh, I break things down like when I'm trying to playing in the gym or I'll do it myself so I know what he's so good at and I know I sort of so that, that game it's not new to me so you know it, I believe you know I know ways around it like you know I'm, all, I'm already training because there's a lot of guys that are studying kibib and you know you, the new evolution uh, uh, of fighters You're getting all these young guys that are just made. like you, you look at them they're like mini kibibs right now <laughs> if you look at the amateur you look at the amateur circle in the world amateurs that's how the, the best guys out there are the, these guys that are just sticking to guys, you know, trapping them. You know what I mean? It goes deep in there. I won't get too much in it. But so these are, these are things that, that we're always learning. So, you know, and I'm sure a lot of the UFC fighters are learning this too. So Khabib is next level when it comes to them, to But, you know, people are going to start to figure that out. And once uh, people can slow that down, then they can change the whole game. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, strategize. But again, a lot of people have probably been like, oh, I can't let him take me down. And he's still going to get him down. You know what I mean? But, but I believe I'm very hard to hold me down. You get a heavyweight on me, there's still a good chance I'll get up. I'm honestly, when You're it comes up to.
0: Get up, off and Ga- and Ganu's on top of you, are you getting up?
1: I, honestly, I reckon I could. Because like, <laughs> I'm so stocky and short. Again, it's just, oh, there's so many other things. Like pound, pound for pound power and things. Oh, like I've got no chance. But like that's something that. The You know, the, my, my body size, you know, the way I'm built, uh, it's like I'm, there's certain things that that's just really, 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 helps me with things that I do. And one thing is, is getting back up to my feet. So it's pretty hard to hold me down, especially when I can use a cage and things like that. So, uh, you know, again, I wouldn't want to get hit by the gun, I can tell you that. <laughs> but if I had to get up, if I had to get up, man, I reckon I could just because I'm built for this shit. Exactly.
0: Now at 145 we're assuming Max is is next. Um I know it's still a little everything's a little unclear in the future. I know uh the rematch was is is most talked about and I think was maybe at some point kind of booked. Um so assuming Max is next and you know not to look too far down the future but assuming you were to uh to defend that again against Max, is there someone at 145 that you'd like next? I mean, someone that, that you think would be uh, the big money fight um, that you think is a, is a real... Leg- I mean, there's a 145 is stacked, but do you feel like there's a one top clear contender after Max Holloway? The
1: 145 division is stacked. It's one of the most stacked divisions. Uh, there's a lot of talent in that top 10 as well. But right now, there's no real big money fights. There's no clean number one contenders. The, 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 the biggest fight in our division right now I would have to say, is uh, the Max rematch. Right. He's the, the biggest draw card in, in the division. He's a, you know what I mean? He was a champion for so long. So a lot of people will be like, oh, he deserves that rematch. And I think so as well. So it's for me right now, I'm in a position where, you know, what's the biggest fight for me right now? And, uh, you know, in my division, it, right now, it's, it's Max Holloway. People want to see that rematch. You know, people people think he can come back and win that second fight. I don't believe that's going to happen, but people want to see it. So I'm going to go. I'll take that fight on. I'm I'm ready for that. Again, I think if the fight was, uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, they wanted that in a, in Australia perf card. Who knows what's going to, you know, it's probably not going to happen now. But you know, it's just so. I think that fight was the biggest fight for Australia. You know, we headline. You know, biggest fight for for Australian fans, for my fans, for me, for the UFC, for the vision. i believe that was the biggest fight so that's that's the type of fighter i am i want the biggest fights i want the, the number one contenders i want the people that most deserve it and right now i, I do think that's max but you know like like i was saying there's so many top contenders that are very close you know if they you know they're all one fight away so you know say zombie and uh, ortega fight they fight someone knocks you, someone out i guarantee you the world's be like oh you know hyping them up and ready for the fight and Bring it on. That's the biggest fight for me. I'm ready. Whoever it is, I'm not scared of no one in my division. So uh, whoever it is, I'll be ready for it. I just think uh, they're all one fight away. And uh, we're just going to wait and see. But right now, I know the UFC wanted Max. I wanted Max. I'm pretty sure Max wanted that. I know the Australian fans wanted them wanted Max. So that's what, what it was going to be. But we just need to see what's happening with this whole uh, pandemic.
0: Now, Speaking of the max fight, the obviously the first one, um, is walking… Do you have… Well, first of all, do you have any rituals you do before when you walk out into a fight? And then also, my other question is, uh, is walking out to a championship fight a little bit different than walking out to a regular fight? I mean, what's going on in your head uh, knowing that, you know, you put on a performance, you become world champion? I,
1: I I treat every fight like that, honestly. Again, I am I'm so committed to what I do and I'm so committed to being successful… You know, as I always say, like when I'm training, I'm doing camps in New Zealand, or you know, when I'm away from the family, about to fight, this is time I'm spending away from my family. My family means everything to me, so these are this is that's my motivation. I was like, you know, I mean, I sit there and I need to every minute I'm away from them needs to be I need to capitalize on that and I need to make it effective. So I treat every fight the same. Every fight is a is a world title fight to me. Uh, Every fight is a job that needs to be done. There's a game plan. There's a strategy. I need to stay composed to do that strategy. So my mind frames, I'm trying to keep it as same as normal. I don't want to treat it any different. I don't want to tell myself, this is a world title, oh, and then let it get to my head and then me go completely off-center to my game plan, you know, and then things don't work out. Again, I believe in my team. I believe in, in what, what we have come up with to, to, to beat our opponent and what, what's best. So I want to stick to that. So I need to keep myself level headed. You watch videos of me backstage, I'm I'm how I'm chatting to my coaches, how I'm chatting to you right now. I'll have a laugh, I'm I'm normal I'm I'm clear headed. That's how I want to be. That's how I always am and, and that's how I always will. And that's why I, a lot of people say, you know, how's it gonna feel when your contenders are chasing you? So mate, they're just another job. That's how I look at it. You're a job. You're you're a job in front of me.
0: And I'm gonna smash for it. Now, what's what's the magic at, at City Kickboxing these days? I mean, you know, everybody's, you know, asked you the question. I mean, at, at, you know, there's you've got Izzy, you got Dan, you got Brad. I mean, there's so many other top tier talent over there. Um what is it first of all about that camp? And then second of all, um we just talked about your your relationship with with Izzy and if he's been um in any way if you guys have ever talked about the pressures of you know, being a champion um, and he's been, he's so beloved by by every every fan in the UFC and he's such a great character. But, um, you know, what's the, is there a conversation behind the scenes with you and him on how to, you know, keep the right energy when you're training as champion, keep level-headed as champion um, and just kind of living life as, you know, it's, it's a new, it's a new role. Yeah.
1: Uh, see, look, there won't be, we won't sit down and have conversations about it. But seeing it done, being in presence of, of, you know, I've been in there while he was in camp for the, the world titles and you know what I mean? That was before I was fighting for the world title. Being there, and this isn't just for me. This is everyone else in the gym. At the end of the day, we are all just, that's what's beauty, beautiful about that, that gym as well. You are, No one is better than anyone. Whoever's doing that spider workout, whoever's doing a session, everyone's got to be there, amateur scene, professional or UFC. You know what I mean? You are there. Like we will rock up, we'll help the guys in Spider on a you know, we fight we fight on the Sunday, so we do our spot on the Sunday. Saturday nights, you know, the the local scene fighters will 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 fight on the you know, do the spot on the Saturday night. And we'll be there. We'll be there to uh, and I think that's the energy team, you know, you get a lot of big gyms right now. They're you know, city kickboxing is such a big gym, but there's still a team, the team environment. And then the knowledge and all that. So, all the factors, but being able to do all that sort of stuff together is just, a, it's, a, it's, um, it's, it's, um, it's, he's actually really, really cool to see. Even, you know, Izzy, you know, if, if Izzy's late one minute to training, you've got Eugene going, who do you think you are? You know, you know, I mean, Izzy's sorry, you know what I mean? And Izzy's there for fighter workouts. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, he, especially when he was fighting for a, time, he was a he was a big deal, but he was still there. And then for fighters to see him doing the same process, as themselves and look at where he's at Mm -hmm. you know they're seeing that you know i'm seeing that i'm seeing i'm doing everything he's doing in the gym and look what we're doing so i yeah i see it i'm seeing it being done so i know it i know it's i know it's doable it's we're seeing it and that's what i believe that other guys in the gym are they're the same like they don't look at us like oh whoa they're looking at oh yeah when it's my turn i'm gonna be there i'm gonna take that belt you know we're you know, they're they're all looking at that 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 belt as a end goal because it's there. They're seeing it. They, you know, it's in their their presence, day in day out in the gym. So that's a that's cool. So that's a that's something that uh, I take, took from that. You know, and the, the energy and again, like a lot of people don't get to see, easy uh, backstage. You know, people want to say he's a uh, cocky and all that, and I don't see it as cool. I see it confident. I see a confident man, but he's a he's a very respectful. He's done uh, things for many people in the gym that you know. It doesn't really get talked about, but like he's very, very, uh, he's done, again, some very, very uh, cool things. You know, he's got a lot of heart and uh, a lot of people don't get to see that, but that's cool.
0: And now we're just going to take a quick break because I want to talk to you about my friends over at Manscaped. If you've listened to the podcast in the past few episodes, you know that April is testicular cancer awareness month. And I know that even though we're wrapping up the month of April, this cause is just as important as ever. Manscaped recommends you check yourself at least once a month. If you do feel any lumps or swelling, please, men, give your doctor an immediate call. In addition to checking yourself regularly, you want to make sure you are staying clean, healthy, and safe. And you can do so by using the Manscaped's Perfect Package 3.0. Inside the Perfect Package, you'll find their world-renowned electric trimmer called the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe technology will protect you from nicking your sack. This Perfect Package 3.0 also contains the Crop Preserver, the Crop Reviver, and also anti-chafing performance boxer briefs that I absolutely adore that help keep your package cool and smelling fresh all day. Join the Manscaped movement and start taking care of your balls today. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code WTG at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping, but only if you use that promo code WTG off of everything at manscape.com. always use the right tools for the job and men your balls will thank you now let's get back into it who's uh who's the next hidden gem coming out of city kickboxing if if in five years we're looking back at at this uh at this episode and you're making and you have to predict the next uh top tier talent coming out of city kickboxing i mean you know there's a lot obviously but um is there someone someone to look out for in the future perhaps
1: I mean, there's a few. There's a few that will probably be in the UFC soon, I reckon. Uh, yeah, man, there's so many of them. I could, I'll tell you a story. You go into this gym, there's fighters there that they're not even fighters. They don't even compete. They're just there as a hobby. And these are guys that do it for a hobby. They haven't even had an amateur fight. And they can kick UFC fighters' ass. I can guarantee you they could go out there and, and be able to throw down. Like you think, I go in there and I'm having hard rounds with a guy that I know doesn't even fight. And this guy is making it competitive for me. And I'm like, how is this happening? You know what I mean? So that's how much talent you're, you're seeing there. Again, like, so it's a, obviously, you know, they're doing something special. Over there. I'm not based there, so I'm based here in right. Australia with my coach. But, you know, we've, we've got things that work so good for us as well. So we're, we've got things that work, but going over there, we get to use so many other things and it's obviously working for us and that's why my, my head coach is all for it. We've got a good relationship with City Kickboxing and that's why you're seeing them uh, be so, so successful as well. So, uh, man, the next guys, there's going to be a few guys. Obviously, you've got um, you know, Brad Riddell that are already in the UFC, Brad Riddell, Dan Hooker, um, you know, Kaikara fans. I guarantee you they're going to be right. Well, Dan Hooker's right up there anyway, but they're going to be staying up there for a long time. And then, there's, mate, there's so many more. There honestly is. There's a, a I'm trying to think of one that I could say, but I could probably name five that I can see being right up there. But uh, I'll, I'll just stick with the guys in the UFC right now. Uh, I guarantee you they'll be at the top of their division pretty soon.
0: Now, speak of, uh, you talk a lot about, you know, finding uh, a lot of the motivation from, from being a father. Um, how, has, how do you manage, first of all, um, not only just being a, a, you know, a champ and, and, and a father, but also being a husband, um, you know, what, has that changed at all your mentality when you fight? Um, is, it, is it like a, an extra renewed motivation? Um, and then, you know, you know, talk about that, how, how you're able to manage, because it's not only like, you know, so, some, some fighters who don't have uh, maybe the, the notoriety of being a champion, they don't have all the media obligations and whatnot, but you're managing a lot of these different things now um, while also, you know, taking care of your family, which is ultimately the most important thing to you. Yeah, man. The motivation—that's
1: that's exactly what it is. So I know that, I know that every time I'm away from my family, you know, that's time spent away from my family. But I need to capitalise. So that's motivation. So while I'm in the gym, and I know I'm in a different country training, I'm not half arsing it. I sit there and I like this is this is how my brain works. I'm like, you got family at home, and you're going to come here and half arse it? What kind of person are you? You know. So I'm always checking myself. I'm always, I'm always in my own head telling me like, stop being a you know. A little, a little pussy and half and it, go out there and, you know, you want to be a champ, you know, you're, you're, you're committing to this career that you're doing so you can support your family. If you're half-arsing it, you ain't doing what you need to be doing. So that's my motivation. That's how I think of every day. So every time something's happening, or I'm trying to stay so, you know, even when I'm home, like right now I'm home, I'm trying to do all, all the, you know, I'm trying to do the podcast, I'm trying to train. But as soon as I'm done, I, I still want to give my family attention. I still want to be present with them I don't want to, you know. So I've always been good at doing that, which has been good. I guess that's why I'm always just going to be me. That's why people are like, you know. I guess you say humble, like you know, because I'm just a a regular bloke, yeah. So I'm just always, as soon as you know, I chat to you, I go back out there. I'm going to jump on the trampoline with the girls, you know what I mean, and and things like that. So I'm, I'm, family is everything to me. It really is. And people, you know, again, fight for their legacy. Uh, I don't fight for my legacy. I fight for my family. So that's. uh, I've always loved the sport. I'm lucky enough to be doing something that I love to be able to provide for my family. And luckily, I'm good at it. So it's working out for us. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, yeah, they're my motivation, 100%. 100%. Every second I'm away from them is uh, that second I'm working
0: even harder because I know I'm away from them. So it's there's no bigger motivation than family, for me, anyway. Now, I have another question. Is there is there something that uh, you now know uh, at 31, as, as either as a fighter, as a person, as a father, that you wish... Um, you know, a young Alexander Volkanovsky would have known that you could maybe, uh, that you would have told, told that, that boy um, to maybe either save him time or uh, to put him on a, I mean, you know, can't complain about where you're at now, but to, to, to kind of fine tune perhaps the path that you have um, in retrospect. Do you ever think of, of something that you could tell um, a young Alexander Volkanovsky that you now know? Man. I
1: think I've always been a pretty positive person. So it's it's hard because uh, you, know, I, you know, I want to go back and tell my tell myself something that he doesn't already know but key things that you know you need to stay true to and really understand it and really really understand why you want to be positive and, and you know because even when you're younger even though I thought I was positive I eventually stay positive and, and you know what I mean but there was still there was still a sort of a route to get to you know, positivity type thing. So there was still a, a downside and, you know, a way around and then, oh, yeah, that's no, okay, you know what I mean? But, I mean, if that makes sense. But if I, I could tell him, I'd like really, really let him understand a, a few things that I know now, you know, with being, being positive because that a lot of these things that you know now, even though I've sort of, sort of done it with my career, it's helped from my career, but you can be, you know, make yourself a better person, you know, you can help yourself mentally. Uh, little things like that, these are things that, you know, really understand, things that you probably already knew but really understand it so you could use it um, that little bit more. You know what I mean? Use it, and, you know, there's a couple of things. So I would have to say positivity, that uh, sounds boring, but um, you know what I mean? Just don't be so negative, you know what I mean, with, with certain things because sometimes I, I feel like, you know, you spill a, a coffee in the morning. You know, some days that'll, that'll eat you up all day. That'll roll on and make your day a living hell. And then if you don't know how to control that, That turns to weeks, that turns to months, that turns for, you know what I mean? So you really need to try and, uh, you know, keep yourself at a level whenever you can. So I guess that's it, man. For me, that's something that I I really understand now and, you know, try and use. I guess I've always sort of done it, but I could have used it a lot better when I was younger. And, uh, you know, that probably would have helped me even more with with things I could have done.
0: Now, where do you hope to see yourself in five years down the line, 10 years down the line? Where do you hope? Alexander Volkanovsky is 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 at that point. Very. I want
1: to be successful again. I do this now to be. You know, it's all about. Yeah, you know, world champion. I want to be world champion, but I want to be world champion, so I'm successful. So, what I, success you know, look like more, look more success. success exactly successful is for me. Successful is being able to feed my family, being able to give my my family the life. You know what I mean. So I'm nowhere near that right now. I'm still I'm still in a situation where. I can definitely do, do more for them. I could definitely give a lot more. So I'm not happy with that. So, but one thing that I want to know, I want to know, you know if I do find uh, things that are going to work well, you know, say if it is business or whatever, it's from here. I want to be sex- successful, as successful as I can be, but I want to be me through the whole process. I don't want to let it get to my head. I don't want it to make me someone I'm not. I want to be able to sit there and, and you know, for people that, there's a lot of people that go, oh, do this, do that, you should do it this way, you should do it that way. You know, talk shit, you know, call this guy out, you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? That's going to happen. I understand it. I'm like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to be me through the whole, you know, I get to be me. I got to be champion from being me. No one could tell me how to do it. I got to be me the whole way through. And, um, you know, people will, 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 will love that, you know what I mean? And, and that's why I'll, oh, and I want the people that supported me to support me forever, not just support me because, oh, yeah, he called this guy. Oh, that was funny. And then you lose, and then they forget about you two minutes later. Right. You know what I mean? That's a, again, that's a, how, I mean yeah that's how I look at it for
0: me I I just want to be successful and I want to be me through the whole process now to wrap things up I know you you said you you don't fight for legacy necessarily but when it's all said and done um just you know I guess more generally speaking um hopefully so many more years of, of, of great life but when it's all said and done how do you do you ever think about how you hope to be remembered yeah yeah I I guess I don't sit there and be like,
1: "Oh yeah, how am I going to be remembered?" I won't look at it that way. But again, if I get to do, it just goes from that last question where, if I get to be me the whole time, like I know, like you know, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to offend people to get myself an extra few likes. I, you know what I mean? Don't get me wrong; I am going to defend myself if Triple C calls me out okay. and he's going to say stuff. Oh, I'm going to have digs at him back. I'm going to play with him. I'm going to have a bit of fun. That's a that's different. But I mean, I I want to be able to to be myself for. Through this whole process, as I was just as I was just saying,
0: so you know what I mean. It's just that's that's just what what I think of that. So, what was that exact question that you asked? That maybe the maybe when when people will look back on on you, you know, in in a hun- 150 how years, remembered? how do you want to be remembered? Um, as you know, not obviously not just a UFC fighter. That'll be over at some point, but but just as a person, as a human being, as a as someone who perhaps influenced others. I mean, you know, for me, you're a big inspiration for so many others. You're Uh, you're an inspiration. I mean, do you ever think about, uh, you know, that, I I don't want to use the word legacy, but, but that legacy that you'll leave. Yeah. See that's, yeah, that's what I mean. So being remembered again, I just
1: want to be, I just want to be me. Yeah. I want people to to remember me as the best featherweight of all time. So I still want that. So that's why it's hard. Like I I say, I don't fight for legacy, (laughs) but I want to be the best. I'm not going to go out there. Again, I'm all for the respect. You know, you look, at, look at the guys that are remembered right now. Think, think of the guys that, that you could think of some of the biggest names that will probably be some of the biggest names in the UFC forever. Your Anderson Silvers. your George St. Pierre. At the end of the day, winning and being the best is what people remember.
0: Right.
1: Yeah? So if you're the best, yeah, look, if you could do a lot of it, like that, let's, let's say uh, Colin McGregor, for instance. Right. You know, he could talk, but I mean, he's done some good things too. He's done like some big things. He's, you know, he he, he can fight as well. So a lot of people are going to remember him, but a lot of people think that's the only way to be remembered is to have that blueprint. It's not. Look at some of the biggest fighters that have been, it's all UFC, MMA has always been about respect, honor. And uh, some of the most loved fighters that you could think of today were were them guys. And that's how I want to be. I want to, you know, I want to be remembered for that. And, uh, you know, I want to be remembered for, me being who I was from day one. I don't want to be one of the guys that turned out to be a, a home wreck like John Jones.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> well, uh people can they can find you on Instagram and Twitter at Alex Volkanovsky. Um Alex, I just want to to say thank you so much again for taking the time. Um first of all, you're you're a huge inspiration to myself uh even before this and and now listening to you. Uh your authenticity, your work ethic, everything like that is is really inspiring for myself and for 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 everyone listening out there. Um you know, as I said, as I said to you earlier, you're the you're the first champ on my show, so that's a, also a big honor. Uh, I hope to meet you one day in person and bring you perhaps in studio if you're ever in New York City. But uh, thank you so much again. I uh, I appreciate the time, and uh, I wish you nothing but the best. I hope to see you as a as a long reigning champ and the the greatest featherweight of all time.
1: Thanks, mate. I appreciate that. Hey, that's it. That's the goal. That's the goal. Be successful. Keep winning. Make that money. Bring the money back to the family.
0: Boom. Thanks,
1: mate. I appreciate it.
0: Legend. Thank you, brother.